Hello everyone and welcome back to Just Interesting People podcast. Um, I just need to quickly apologise for last time. I spoke super quickly and it was impossible to understand even for myself. So today I'm going to try and speak slower and calmer so everyone can understand. But anyway, if you haven't listened to that one, go and listen to it. It was awesome with Alvi. But today we're joined with Carlos. Uh, thank you, Carlos, for being with us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a long time coming for us to creatively collaborate. Yeah, yeah eventually. Um, just a quick background. Uh, we met Carlos through Daybreaker, uh, Daybreaker Miami. Um, I believe we met a little bit more than one year ago because uh, we started volunteering in January 2018. Sounds uh, tw- about 2019, right. yeah. so yeah, about the same. Yeah, about one year. Um, and yeah, we've been good friends since then uh we connected i'd say uh we've been having a lot of fun during the events uh but also trying to build a friendship outside of the events and uh, as you're gonna see Carlos is definitely a super interesting guy um we <laughs> yeah we we have a lot to share you're gonna see uh you're gonna love him as much as we do <laughs> i'm sure at the end of the episode it's hard not to love Carlos. yeah <laughs> Wow, (laughs) I mean, with that introduction, (laughs) it looks like I might um, have a lot to live up to here in this podcast episode, but my intention here is to um, be myself and maybe plant a seed of possibility, creativity, self-expression, whatever it is, and anyone who's open to receiving the message. Awesome. Um, So the first thing uh, I would like uh, to talk, Carlos, is um, every time during Daybreaker, uh, sometimes you MC, sometimes you're just part of... Uh, part of the crew. Yeah, part of the crew, dancing in the middle. Um, what I love is that you always encourage people to, you know, forget about what people think, uh, forget about the judgment of everyone. Just close your eyes, feel the music, feel the vibe, and, and, and be yourself and enjoy and express yourself as well. Yeah. And and I mean, seeing you on the dance floor is really inspiring. Like, you just, I mean, you're a pretty good dancer for a start. <laughs> um, but like, you just love it there. And you don't f- seem to care about what people think. You know, you're just living your thing. And and this is hard for me and I guess for a lot of people because I'm so, oh, am I doing that right? You know, what people are going to think. How How did you manage to like detach yourself from this judgment and everything yeah well first and foremost jeremy i think to admit that um you perhaps have some struggles with self-judgment is super courageous and vulnerable of you um so thank you for being willing to share that um it's funny i i think a lot of people perceive me as like um bypassing self-judgment and bypassing um, fear of judgment from other people. And I think it's an ongoing journey for me. Um, it's taken a lot of self-work, self-reflection, asking myself, what do I desire? And giving myself the permission to let that question, what do I desire? What do I want? Lead me and to own it confidently. Even when other people around me might be telling me that the exact opposite is the right way. Um, And it's something that to this day, I still feel challenged by every day. 
self-doubt comes up every day even at these daybreaker events which if you're a miami local and you haven't gone come on yeah you're missing out <laughs> you're missing Seriously. out <laughs> <laughs> but um even at the daybreaker events when i'm emceeing um right before i emcee i'm having an internal battle with what feels like two voices in my head and i come and give you a hug <laughs> yes and your hugs are are part of the amplification of one of these voices and i'll explain i like i have kind of a, a theory that everyone on this planet has two dominant voices in their head they have the voice of i mean some people call it the angel on their shoulder the devil on their shoulder the higher self the lower self the creative self versus the lazy lethargic self like whatever resonates with you um And and that battle is constantly ongoing. And right before emceeing an event at Daybreaker, I mean, every time I emcee, it feels so natural and good while I'm doing it. But um, leading up to the moment where I first speak on the microphone, there's a war, <laughs> an internal <laughs> battle going on um, in my mind, in my heart, where there's the voice of self-doubt that creeps in and says, Who do you think you are to do this? You've never done this before. You've only done this once or whatever story. Um, the voice that is constantly whispering um, to leave the situation, to run away from it um, as my heart starts pounding. <laughs> And then there's like a little a subtler voice for me, um, a voice that is very that doesn't speak as loudly or as much as the voice of self-doubt. Um, and it's the voice of creativity, the voice, the angel on the shoulder, the one that's like, you got this. And that's all they need to say. They just, th that voice says you got this and doesn't need to explain itself so much. Um, and in that moment, like every time I pick up that mic and I choose to be there, Um, and I do it and I show up for myself and I show up for that beautiful heart centered community. Um, I'm strengthening that voice and it becomes easier for me to embody that voice. It becomes easier for me to choose it in any given moment in my day to day life. And and for me, that's kind of, I mean, I think you had asked earlier before about how I got to this point in my journey with self-expression. Um, and I think it really is that, is like every moment asking myself, which voice is speaking right now in my head? Which voice am I going to choose to listen to? And then trusting myself. Right. Yeah, and I, I guess it starts with little thing at the beginning, right? Like... You're not gonna go and MC an event with 300 people on day one, <laughs> I guess. But it's gonna start by, I guess, sharing on social media, like doing little things, stepping out of your comfort zone and listening to this voice. And step by step, it leads to bigger and bigger things. And that's how you get there, right? Absolutely. And I actually love that you mentioned sharing on social media because... Um, I get the sense that a lot of people have this judgment of social media as being like this toxic thing and it's very addictive and and um, those stories aren't necessarily wrong. Um, but I like to choose to listen to the angel on my shoulder here, which believes that social media can really be a tool 
um, for self-expansion, for self-expression, for becoming more of who I am. Um, and for me, especially within the last a little over a year, maybe two years um, from this moment, I've chosen, especially on Instagram, to kind of go really hard on my self-expression. There was a time where I was going live every single day without a plan. There was a time where I was posting something every single day. Every day I kind of try to post on my story. Um, and basically, at first, at first, um, this is a journey. It's an ongoing muscle that I was building of self-expression. And if I were to give a metaphor, like when you start out at the gym, you're not going to start out lifting the weight that Arnold Schwarzenegger is lifting yeah. <laughs> or a pro bodybuilder. If you don't know who that is, um, you're going to start off small. If not, you'll hurt yourself. Yeah. And it's the same kind of mentality with self-expression and sharing yourself. Like at first I would make a video and re-record it a thousand times and not even post it because I was judging myself so hard. Right not good enough and yeah and then um through time i had various mentors in my life that um really encouraged me to practice just pressing the record button doing one take zero editing and posting that and sitting with the discomfort that came up and that exercise i mean i even got the chills as i <laughs> said that because i mean that exercise even right now is a reminder to me that um perfectionism perfectionism and and using that as an excuse not to post is really like me deciding that i'm gonna listen to the devil on my shoulder instead of the angel on my shoulder um because the angel will probably say like just post it like it's fine you're gonna you be know? fine yeah, yeah you'll yeah. be fine you're you'll really survive gonna... you're not gonna die yeah. yet there's there's almost like this physiological response that happens in the body sometimes um when doing something new and scary like sharing yourself to your audience on social media whether it's 10 followers or 10,000 or more um that takes a lot of courage that takes a lot of strength a lot of willingness to be viewed as wrong by it's many people it's terrifying isn't it Oh, yeah, it's 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 this form of social bungee jumping. Yet the more you do it or the more that I've done it, um, the more it becomes easier for me to go a little deeper in my shares. Um, and it's a muscle. It's I'm going to the gym with my social skills. I like or, this analogy. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, yeah. I like to think of the world in metaphors. And that's like the metaphor that came up for me. But um going live on instagram like pressing that button is literally me deciding to be on stage in any moment like and that fascinates me about social media which a lot of people i feel they don't see because they're caught up in consuming versus creating mm -hmm. and sometimes i get caught up in that as well but at any moment in my life i can grab a phone and i can be on stage in front of five people a hundred people a thousand people it's literally a stage that i can take anywhere in my life and i think that's so fascinating and you can share any message to anybody as well it's not sp like specific people of a certain age and a certain race or gender or whatever it's literally anyone on instagram can then see that which is amazing but also like for me i find that incredibly scary that it could be anyone in the world watching this how do you feel about the pressure of like it being literally anyone um, it's, I think again, going back to 
that metaphor, right? At first I was hiding a lot out of fear of my parents seeing something, out of fear of um, my aunts and uncles seeing something. That's the worst is people that you know seeing it. And you're like, oh my God, what are they going to think? Like yeah. they know me and yeah. then they see me doing this. They're going to think I'm stupid or they're going to think, why is he or she doing this? Like Exactly. And, and I did receive feedback from family at one point. Um, and like my mom, I remember she would come up to me and say, why would you post this story about your past? Um, people don't need to know that. Or, or my grandma told me that you posted this and she saw it. What's up with that? And like kind of getting lashed out at by my own family. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, like what kind of moved me through that was understanding that um, right now I'm being raised in a time that's very expressive that's very public and my family was not so um getting to explain that to them and ironically now no matter what message I post even if it's like the deepest darkest secrets of my life my mom supports me a thousand percent oh wow um and and um my grandma she still doesn't understand and you know, some people won't understand. Yeah, am I going to let that dim my light? Am I going to let that dim me showing up in the world? What if my message saves someone's life? That's, that's you know, and, and even me saying this is a reminder to myself because I don't want people to perceive in this interview that I've got it all figured out because I don't. Um, these past three months, I've shared the least that I have in the last two years um, on social media. I've been caught up in my own funk. And um, the reason I share this is because those seasons happen. Those seasons happen and that's totally okay. Um, but it's all about kind of just coming back to my purpose. And in, in saying what I just said, I reminded myself that, um, cause I was getting caught up on the likes. For those of you who don't know, there's this new app called TikTok. I was going to ask you about TikTok. Yeah. How are you doing? How many followers? Tell yeah. us all about okay, it. Okay, so I, I started about a month and a half ago on TikTok. Right now I have about 700 something followers, which is super cool. And I'm grateful. But the last like three weeks, I had to delete the app or two weeks or something like that. Because I noticed myself get so caught up in trying to create what I thought people wanted to see. Instead of creating what I wanted to express. Um, and I started, one of my friends actually started about a week or two after me and she has 22,000 followers right now. Wow. And at first, at first, and this came up for me, right? Because I'm human, um, and it's totally normal. Um, but at first I was almost envious of her success. Like why is she doing so well? Why is that not happening to me? What, why is she better than me? Exactly. Or exactly. And I started making up reasons and, and, um, my mental health, um, started deteriorating a little bit and um, I needed to take a break and That's what I they talk about the negative side of social media it can be like this incredible space to connect with people from all over the world and be creative like you were saying with your dance and like poetry and photography and all these different creative outlets but at the same time when you start to compare yourself or start to wonder why isn't this doing as well as that or comparing yourself to other people that's where it can get dangerous I think like you were saying you had to take the break and it's good that you noticed that as well that you did that for yourself rather than like no I need to keep pushing keep pushing it's good that you were like no actually I need to step away self-awareness yeah because I think some people I don't know if they lack that but you know a lot of people kind of 
just keep going keep going keep going even if it's not good for their mental health and they don't quite realize that it's not good for their mental health and the fact that you did that is awesome that you did that for yourself so well done thank you (laughs) yeah and um i love that you mentioned the keep going aspect as well um social media as well as a tool for self-expression is a tool for business um and a lot of i mean cultural conditioning especially in the united states um, and living in Miami, Florida, where there's always movement, there's always something new, there's always another opportunity. Um, many people are experiencing like burnout, burnout from going too too far, going beyond their limits, not taking a moment to go inward, self-reflect and ask what's working, what's not working um, and what actually excites me to create. Yeah, what do I enjoy? What am I taking pleasure from doing rather than what's what's getting the most likes or the most views or... Exactly. And um, I don't think that getting lost in it ever really goes away. I just think, I mean, me personally, I get better at bouncing back and understanding when I am getting lost in that um, comparison game or being paralyzed by analyzing my options. Um, Yeah, and I think that discernment of understanding when I've lost the path, uh, if, if I could share briefly um, what I'm noticing, the pattern with me is that um, I start scrolling more. I start consuming the information more. Um, and then I start, especially on TikTok, um, I'll, I'll notice that I look at other people's profiles um, and kind of do the whole, wow, they made three videos and they have way more followers than me. I have like 40 something or 70 something videos. Um, Once those little thoughts start, um, and then I start feeling just out of alignment and and out of alignment, that's a very broad concept. For me, out of alignment means it very simply, it stops being fun. And it becomes a chore. It becomes um, almost a drag. And there seems to be like like a very heavy resistance to creating. Um, Those are telltale signs for me when I personally need a little break from social media. And sometimes that might look like a day. Sometimes that might look like a few hours and a meditation. Sometimes that might look like a month. I don't think I've ever gone a month, but, <laughs> you know, I know people who have and and that serves them and they come back with conviction. They come back with clarity of who they are and their values and why they're doing what they're doing. And I think what's important is for me, at least, is to constantly ask myself as I'm doing it, why I'm doing it. Um, how is this serving me and serving others? Um, that's really important to me. Um, human connection, self-expression, honesty and authenticity. These are all values I hold like so near and dear to my heart. Um, It's what I hope to support people through when they're working with me. Um, And it's what I hope to inspire when I'm dancing and when I'm posting that and expressing that or posting anything. Uh, Even being here in this podcast interview, being willing to kind of share things that might be a little uncomfortable for people to share um, is important to me. It's almost like my ego kind of moves aside because there's it's it's about who's receiving the message. It's about like, how can what I say, um, how can what I do 
plant a seed in someone that is constantly being watered in their life whenever they choose to water it um i want to carry on on that um talking about social media and dancing um a few months ago you shared and that's one of the beauty of social media you you shared a video i think it was a igtv or a live on instagram about why you started dancing recently uh like on a whole other level <laughs> um and rosie you told me about this video you oh my god it hit me like a smack in the face i watched it and i was pretty much crying myself and then i was like jeremy you have to watch this and he was like what and i was like just watch it and he's like what's it about i was like no don't ask just you just have to watch it and then i think you were pretty much the same like holy shit yeah. balls that was like incredibly brave incredibly powerful so emotional and so i don't know it just just hit ev- all the feels and i was just like oh my yeah. god <laughs> like i'm getting like that, that was like thinking about it yeah just brave um what you shared in this video uh and getting to this level of like vulnerability that's like a whoa like i want to be like that <laughs> um would you like would you like to share like about this video like well about what well, first of all i guess tell the audience what what ha- like what you said in the video yeah, well, and yeah, then, yeah yeah okay so first of all hearing you both in front of me <laughs> um share that your experience with my video like made me a little teary-eyed and made me feel really warm and fuzzy inside and um i want to like really thank you and show appreciation for that acknowledgement because um i think as a creator when i sometimes not getting validated by people can make me think and this could be the devil on the shoulder again that it's not working and that I'm not landing. Um, so this is a reminder that sometimes people won't comment and they are impacted. So yeah. really, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I'd love to share. So um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I recently started dancing about four months ago. I started training um, specifically hip hop dance with a little bit of contemporary dance um, as well um on a i guess you could call it a professional level i train dance about five to ten hours a week um and then there are some weeks where i go up to like 15 i think was the most i did in one week um (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah and um it was such a random occurrence in my life um i had always loved dance um because you're always the first on the dance floor at daybreak you're like right in the middle like people are still packing away their mats and you're there dancing encouraging everyone else to get in and dance so you're obviously comfortable with dancing you enjoy dancing but I guess where did it like where did it start yeah um so I've always I mean as a child I've always been fascinated watching people dance um and I mean, to the point of like jaw dropping awe, I would go to family parties and stare at people dancing, but I would never dance. Um, I was scared to, and partly because, um, I, growing up, I was in the closet about my sexuality, um, as a homosexual man. And in the Cuban Colombian culture, it can be seen as gay for a man to love to dance. So, um, 
I had always been so low key about watching people dance and loving it and then kind of just brushing it off like it's nothing. Um, and I'll never forget. I mean, when I was in middle school, I used to binge watch America's Best Dance Crew and I loved that show and to this day like honestly i'm about to rewatch it because yeah. that show is <laughs> inspiring um if you haven't watched it watch it if you like dance or if you don't like dance and just want to see some geniuses create beautiful movement together but um yeah so that that seed had kind of been planted and then in college when i was about 18 or 19 ish um i auditioned for a hip-hop dance crew that was based off of my university um so i went to florida international university and this dance crew trained there um and um one of my best one of my all-time best friends that i was taking a class with that was in this dance crew already she's the one who told me about the auditions and I wanted to audition, but, you know, self-doubt creeped up. And I was like, I've never danced before. Um, I'm not going to do it. Like, I've never danced before. And she literally looked at me and she said, stop being such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and just do it. Like, we, t we teach people how to dance, too. It's all levels. Like, just do it. And honestly, that was the most loving thing that I think she's ever said to me. <laughs> I mean, how ironic is that, right? Like how something that can be so intense and come off as an attack to some people can be such a loving statement. If she had never said that, I would have never done it. I did it. I completely flopped the audition. Um, but they saw something in me. And um, while I was in that dance crew, they have an A team, a B team, and a C team. And the A team is like, you've been dancing for years. B team is more of like an intermediate level. And C team is the beginners um, where they work more with. So I was on C team. Um, and by the end of that semester, they put me in A team wow. <laughs> because I would just practice at home. I would practice in any reflection of any mirror that I saw in the university. Um, and in that dance crew, someone taught me how to shuffle, which I became obsessed. For those of you who don't know, the Melbourne shuffle, shuffling, stepping, cutting shapes. It's a form of dance that's very heavy on footwork, gliding across the floor, and kind of creating shapes with the legs. And um, I became obsessed with that form of dance because at the time, my favorite genre of music, and I would say it still kind of is, is electronic music, specifically house music. Um, deep house, tribal house, things of that nature that are super big in Miami, Florida. Um, and um, I became obsessed. After I left the dance crew, I, I honestly, I left the dance crew because of self-doubt, believe it or not. Even uh, though I... Even if you made it... I made it to A-team, I performed with them, but when it was time to pr train for another performance, I let the voice of self-doubt win, and I left. But... I joined, I mean, I didn't join, I created um, my own dance crew. I created a dance crew that was very shuffling and stepping focused. And it, we weren't training for anything. It was literally, it was at the same university and I would invite people through Instagram to, I'll never forget, Tech Feet Shufflers was the name. <laughs> if you look us up on Instagram, we're still there, but I haven't posted on it in like six years. But, um, we used to do, I think it was like every Wednesday or something like that, meetups um, where I would teach beginners how to shuffle. And I taught many, many beginners for many weeks, a few months. Um, and again, that voice of self-doubt came in and I completely 
stopped doing it. I stopped running those meetups. Um, and I stopped dancing for a while. Ironically, I got injured um, as a waiter, um, as a yogi. I also dived into yoga for a while as a teacher. And I had so many injuries in my body. And at the time, I mean, this might sound weird and skeptical and strange, but um, I really genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that those injuries were um, kind of a message telling me that I was moving out of alignment with my life and with my passion and with my purpose. And I was letting fear win too much. And it was manifesting in my body in these ways. And I, I encourage you, whoever's listening to this that thinks that's strange or or way too woo-woo and spiritual, I don't blame you. I'm skeptical of a lot of stuff people say too. But um, it's amazing how immediately when I went back into alignment and excitement with what brought me joy, that stuff went away completely. Um, but going back to that video that you were mentioning, uh, Rosie and Jeremy, um, about three months ago, I came back to hip-hop dance with conviction. Um, I was working at my university and I met someone there who was scared to go to a dance studio that I didn't know about. And I basically, I mean, I'm also a life coach by trade. And um, I basically, this was a student that worked in our office and I basically gave her a free coaching session. That's what it was. And um, about her like letting go of that fear so that she could go to this dance studio. And then I also told her I want to go with her because I didn't know that the studio existed. And the first day I went, I fell in love. I immediately bought a membership. I now do an unlimited membership there. So that's why I train so much there. Um, but that started about three and a half, four months ago. Um, and after like two or three weeks, I was at work and I just felt this upwelling of emotion. I was thinking about dance and I was thinking about why I dance. And um, I felt inspired. Like I just kind of got this download, this idea um, to go on Instagram live and show people the messiness of the emotion that I was experiencing in that moment. And I have never cried on social media before like that like that was very strange for me to do but also not strange in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> and um i went live and i was literally sitting at my desk crying just speaking about why i dance um and a lot of the subjects that came up was that every single time that i dance um wow i just got the chills every single time that i dance it's almost like an act of self-forgiveness. Every single time that I dance, it's it's me forgiving myself for um, being closeted for so long. It's me forgiving myself for all those times that I left things that I loved doing because I was scared. Every time that I listened to the voice of self-doubt um, and every time that I dance, it was literally just me feeling okay with those decisions rather than beating myself up for them. And um, not only is it an act of self-forgiveness, but dance, every time I do it, it's literally me practicing how I show up in the world. So if I've ever been someone who's afraid of confrontation, the choreographer in one of our dance classes might be doing um, a class that or a dance combination that's very aggressive 
and it's it's like a hip-hop track that with tons of bass and um in that class i am literally practicing being okay with the energy of confrontation being okay with expressing anger and aggressiveness and kind of like this get out of my way sort of vibe um and then there are some classes where it's very intimate and sad and um i'll never forget there's this one contemporary hip-hop combination that we learned combination is basically a choreography um to a part of a song that's all that means um and we were doing this combination and contemporary hip hop is a combination of of kind of the foundation um, and street style of hip hop dance with a very improv tell a story flow style of contemporary dance. So they're two very different styles that combine together. Just paint, it's my favorite style of dance right now. Paint a beautiful picture um, and tell a story. And um the song was If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs. I mean, just think about the name of that song. And all of, all it, it was even a partnered dance. So I actually got to partner with a male dancer. And the, part, the partnered piece is like a hug. It's like an embrace. So again, it was just me moving through all this emotion that I had suppressed for so many years around my sexuality, around intimacy. Um, and not only that, kind of that prompt, if the world was ending, like it really made me think like if the world was ending, how would I show up in my dance class? How would I show up with my family? How would I show up in my relationships? What would I let go of that's wasting so much time and energy and robbing me of my peace and my creativity? And um, it was cathartic. It was absolutely cathartic. And um, that's what dance is for me. And in that video, I spoke, it, I can't really explain why that emotion came up other than it did. And I trusted myself. I trusted my body. I trusted my intuition that was telling me to go live because someone needed that message. And um, I mean, it, it seemed to have impacted both of you, which means a lot. And even if my message impacts only one person, then that's a huge win. That's one soul. That's one person who has a seed planted in them of possibility a seed planted in them that validates their experience, the good and the bad. And um, it, it, that video really impacted a lot of people. A lot of people commented on it. I have no idea how many views, how many comments. I really surrendered that in that video. But um, if you'd like to see it, follow me on Instagram. Um, but yeah that that video was very necessary for me to express so thank you for asking no, th about thank you it. for sharing that again i mean i both have a big smile right now yeah. <laughs> um let's jump on something a bit different uh you've been talking a lot about creativity um and i feel that you um you combine the concept of creativity and emotions like it's intertwined uh, in the way you define creativity um how how do you come up with whatever you do that's creative like how how does it bubble up in your and well um you just lit a fire in my heart right now <laughs> um creativity is actually like i think it's the one topic that i'm obsessed with understanding and the people that most fascinate me are creatives people who have creative processes people who just understand it to a science a formula um but it's it's so second nature to them that it doesn't feel like they're practicing a science 
And um, my creative journey has been all about tapping into the creativity that was always there when I was a child. Um, and right now, I would say that the biggest part of my creative journey is unlearning and letting go of all the thoughts and beliefs that were programmed into me growing up about being a starving artist, about um, that's going to get you nowhere, that's a waste of time, that's unproductive. Um, letting go of those things. I actually still struggle with those things a lot. To this oh, day. We, we've been conditioned yeah. for years and years and years. You're supposed to get a real job so, that earns real yeah. money to support your family yeah. and like do the normal job. You can't go and do what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And like this goes back to that social media conversation. Like the starving artist story is BS. Um, it's an excuse to keep playing small. Um, and I mean, I've made money mentoring people. I've made money um, teaching people how to dance. Um, and I still have jobs on the side that don't feel in alignment. But um, going back to your question, um, unlearning a lot of those programs to just make space for that childlike curiosity that I had when I was little. I mean, when I was a baby, <laughs> I mean, these past few weeks, I've been asking my parents a lot, what did I love to do when I was little? Oh, like, what stands cool. out? Um, and there's just so so many golden threads. Um, I used to love singing for no reason. Like, just for the joy of it, I would just burst into song. Um, <laughs> I used to draw and I used to write stories with drawings just completely out of my head. Um, and I used to write a lot as well. So um, basically, and, and you know, I used to watch dancers a lot too. That was the more suppressed one that I'm going all in on now. But um, my creative journey has been all about like coming back to that. It's interesting you mentioned that because I, um, I read an article a while ago uh, on a blog um, and it's it's about creativity and it's about how someone uh, did a study about creativity and basically they find a way to measure creativity to put a number on it and they follow a bunch of kids from the age of like two years old up to like 10 years old i think and and the study shows that at two years old every single kid is super creative and as soon as they get to school like the the score drops like the creativity went from like a really high score to a really low score and when they were 10 years old like they have no creativity they're all in the same you know like road yeah like we're robots and 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 we like I guess it's parenting and schools like basically like conditionless and 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 tries to make us all the same and it's suppressing every single aspect of creativity you know if, if I mean if you're at school and you try to do something a little bit different you're gonna get told oh, you know, don't do that like that's not how you're supposed to do it you know like you need to like draw what we told you don't make anything up um, or even like kids speaking out like no you got to sit and be quiet for an hour while I talk at you no you cannot stand up and dance no you cannot draw something else no you cannot do this that and the other you have to sit and listen and be like 
be told what to do. Yeah. So it's interesting that the way you define creativity is going back to being a child because yeah, it's it's been proven by science that that the more we grow up, the less creative we get because because of the way we are growing up. Uh so yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, and I love that you bring that up because that's one thing that I really try to get people to understand. And this is why I always tell people, please do not put me on a pedestal that you can't reach because then that separates you from the possibility of what it is that you feel inspired by when you see me happening for you. And um, one thing you said that I absolutely love and I'm, I'm in the process of sharing more is the fact that everyone is born creative. Every single human being is born creative. Yes, that means you listening to this <laughs> podcast right now. It's funny you say that not because me. <laughs> I've never classed myself as a creative. Well, ever. <laughs> I let, always say she's the creative one. I'm not. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because, I mean, the fact that you're here hosting this <laughs> podcast and editing, that is creativity in and of itself. And I'll say that let's think about the word creativity for a second and let's make it as simple as possible creativity has the word create in it which all that means all that means is that you're creating something um creativity for me is combining two or more ideas that seem kind of dissimilar into something magical you know and like if i were to use this podcast as an example just interesting people so clearly you have a fascination with interesting people and you love the medium of podcasting and you love Miami. Why not bring all those things together to create this magic? That's creative. That's a gift that you're giving to this world that only you can give you and you, Jeremy and Rosie. And um, everyone is creative. Like you said, every single person. Right. Um. At one point, we start believing things that people tell us about ourselves, like, um, that's ugly. Like, what does that even mean? Who decides that? Yeah. Who, who decides what that even means, honestly? Who decides what good art means? And, and you know, I, one thing that I've noticed about when I study, I love to study really creative people on my free time. Um, in Q, an amazing poet, Porangi, an amazing um, musician, specifically ceremonial sort of music, shamanic kind of music. Um, one of my dear friends who taught me how to freestyle rap, Tyson Wagner, shout out to you. Um, I, I'm fascinated by these kinds of people. And one thing that I see that they all have in common is their willingness to let go of the inner critic and the self-judge and to just let themselves be messy to let themselves be messy like how often do you give yourself an opportunity to take a pen and paper and just write down everything that comes to mind or, you know, I mean, I've caught myself doing this where I want to write a poem, but I'm like, oh, I need to look up how to write a poem. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> just write, like, write, let what comes out, comes out. And then you be like from a space of like openness, creativity and authenticity. Take the pieces of what you wrote that make sense. 
put them together and delete everything else and add from there. That's really all that creativity is. It's not, um, let me sit here and write what the rule book is for poetry and follow that. That is crap. That's all crap. That's all stuff that's put into us to keep us small. And like, I love to think of creativity on the form of a spectrum. Um, and, and my reason, my obsession with creativity is as follows. If the opposite of creativity, if I'm not creating something, that means I'm consuming or destroying, right? So if, if I were to put that on a spectrum, like black or white, creativity, consumption, um, because of the fact that no, so many people are not using their creative voice, it's showing up in entire in, in our world right now as like huge consumption issues, huge destruction of the planet, destruction of nature, um, overuse of single-use plastics and things of that nature. And I, I really have this hunch that the more that art and music and and just allowing space for messiness and creation um, in our children uh, will solve a lot of these problems. It really is the opposite side of the spectrum. And everyone at any given point falls somewhere in the spectrum. And you know where you're at. If you're creating nothing and you're only consuming content, this looks like, if I were to give a specific example, maybe you're a 15 year old and all you do is watch tiktok videos and like them and comment on them and eat a bunch of food that isn't good for you and use a bunch of straws and things of that nature like you would probably be on the consumption end of that spectrum right but then there's people that are in the middle you know i i would say i'm more in the middle i i don't feel like i'm always in creative flow but like there are times where i'm consuming a lot and i stagnate in my life and when i'm consuming a lot and not moving not expressing um, I heard this on a podcast recently and I forgot the name, so uh, forgive me for not giving credit, but um, he said the opposite of depression is expression. I think that's what he said. And really like that goes back to that spectrum like people are so depressed and anxious because they're not expressing anything. They're not creating anything in this world that's theirs. So many people are being put inside this box and their power is being stripped from them. And it's hard to break those patterns. They're literally wired in the nervous system. It's not easy. Yet we get to decide every day, again, with those little seeds we plant. Like, how can I start today? Like, if you're introverted and you don't want to be on video, that's totally fine and perfect. Create a meme page on Instagram where all you do is post pictures of text, you know? like or or start a blog and and change your name on the blog to a superhero name or something like whatever it is that calls to you i mean maybe you love to speak but you don't like your face being seen maybe a podcast is for you or maybe you love being seen you love taking the stage you love being the center of attention get on youtube show up go go give motivational speeches go take improv and acting classes invest in those things that give you joy because i promise you and like this is literally my experience of life so i you know I'm projecting it. I understand that. But every time that I invest in my creativity for the sake of creativity, not for a return on my investment, not for a freaking paycheck, like every time that I invest in, oh, let me take this improv class. Let me take this dance class. Let me take this creative writing class for the sake of being creative. 
everything in my life improves. My finances improve. My relationships improve because I'm creating more. And because I'm creating more and I'm expressing more, I'm not depressed. It's the opposite. It's a spectrum. Um, so I, I, this is a rant I went on. It just felt really important for me to share. But please, like, like if you're listening to this and you're consuming this beautiful piece of value that's being created here, um, start small. Like what's 1% more creativity that you can invite into your life today? If creativity is something you want, um, ask yourself that question. And it's such a gentle question. It's not, oh my God, you should be creative. No, like take, take the shoulds and supposed tos out of this. This is supposed to be a flow. This is supposed to be something for you. So what is something that, how, how can you invite 1% more creativity into your day? And, and let trust the, yourself, trust the answer that comes up and take action on it. You don't have to share it. You don't have to share it. Maybe you do share it. That's, that's totally up to you. Um, but it's important for every single human being to really tune in and tap into like your unique expression that does not look like Beyonce's or Chris Brown's or or whoever you put on a pedestal or mine even um that looks like your own unique magic I love it I love it oh my god wow <laughs> I didn't expect all that <laughs> that's amazing I, I love it. I'm that. like so inspired to kick ass tomorrow and I'm do some to creative to shit <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna yeah, yeah we're gonna have to have this like saving our phone when we're feeling down yeah. okay let me put on this podcast with carlos to like put myself up again get ready for um, the day no th there is something you said uh that that resonate is that um when people don't create uh you associated that with depression um it's interesting because actually i feel like a lot of people don't create because they think that they don't matter or that what they're going to create is not going to be good enough. Um, and so there's no point about of doing it, you know? Uh, so when you are stuck into this self-limiting belief in like automatic and you just like, I'm not doing that because I cannot do it. So it's not helping yourself. So it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And, and, and then you're stuck into depression. And, and 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 then you consume you see people doing well so you're like why don't me um and yeah like i i, I can see how just excuse the dog sneezing in the background we apologize <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> she's too cute now she's gonna run around and um <laughs> no but yeah I, I i i get that i i i really like the analogy is when you think about it it's, it makes totally sense um one last uh, subject I'd like to talk to you, Carlos. Uh, and again, it's all about what you said before. Um, one of the many things you do is life coaching, as you said. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, you would expect a life coach to be this super confident guy uh, who's got everything figured out. Um, but as you said, you're just like everyone else. Uh, you s You have your shit to deal with um and i'm sure a lot of people in the world are not doing whatever they want to do life coaching or anything else because they think i'm not there yet i'm not who am i to be a coach who am i to you know 
take a mic and start a podcast who am i to do whatever it is um because the things are not perfect yet uh but you've told me many times that you know like and you're proving that you can be a great life coach without having life figured out uh what would you say to those people you know who who struggle with that and who are not starting because they're adapting yourself like great great question and um one thing that most people might not be aware of is um the concept of like imposter syndrome or the fraud complex um and the fraud complex and imposter syndrome which is kind of that scenario in which you're choosing not to start something because you're not there yet I mean, it's such a trap to think that way how does one get there yet if they don't start that is literally the way to counter that but and there's more to it but um that's a a learned program growing up it's learned growing up every time um a parent or a friend tells us that oh our singing is ugly or that drawing is ugly or um you're not doing good enough or you need to get that a you have a c but you need an a in your math class um that's that's really where that fraud complex gets strengthened and again it's all about truly awareness right um understanding that if you want something if you desire something um it's because that is literally guiding you towards your true north your north star your purpose um whatever buzzword resonates with you but um our desire is is leading us in in the right direction at any given point um and we really get to decide and this it's not easy i'm not saying that this is all sunshine rainbows and butterflies and positive aff affirmations saying i am enough every day sometimes it, it gets messy and ugly um as i shared it happens with me all the time um and i really recommend that you surround yourself with people i promise you wherever you live um there is a tribe of people that will amplify the angel on your shoulder versus the devil on your shoulder um and it's really up to you to decide like what are the the aspects of my life in my relationships um to people in my relationships to food in the jobs that i'm working in the environments that i'm living in what are the parts of my life that are amplifying the angel on my shoulder what are the parts of my life that are amplifying self-doubt the devil on the shoulder um and really just starting to remove those things at least for me brings so much clarity on on starting i mean even me being here in this podcast right now and speaking from my heart um is boosting my confidence right now like if i was a video game character right now i just gained experience points in confidence <laughs> <laughs> and um it's because i'm choosing to trust myself to show up and to share what's true for me 
um, and to be vulnerable, right? Um, where, where in your life can you, again, the question really holds the answer. So like, if you have a question, how can I be happier? Instead of asking someone else all the time and, and having them give you the should or the formula or that this is what you're supposed to do to be happy, why not giving yourself an opportunity to answer your own question? Um, and this is where, I mean, I would, journaling is a great start. So um, journaling has been a practice that I've become like borderline addicted to. Um, and don't let anyone tell you that you can't journal on your phone. That's BS. Obviously, there's, if, if you have the option to write on paper, do it. Um, but if you're on the road, if you're in a rush, do it on on a Google Doc on your laptop or on your computer or do it on your phone on various journaling apps. Find one that fits for you. But um, any time that you're seeing yourself by writing down the thoughts and the narrative going on in your head um, is going to allow you to remove all that stuff, all that gunk and, and choose like plan and design your life in the way that you want. It's going to help you get clear on what you want. And, um, a lot of people have been asking me recently, um, how do I start journaling? And, uh, even though I invite you to answer your own question by a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly though, like, um, start journaling by writing down a question that you've been asking yourself and others that you want to know the answer of. So whether that's how can I make more money? How can I pay my debt? Um, what do I desire in my life? Um, if you want a healthier relationship, ask yourself, what's getting in the way of me having a healthier relationship? Anything any question that you ask really give yourself the opportunity to answer that question and here's the master key and this is where people get stuck a lot of people don't let themselves answer because they're afraid that it'll be the wrong answer now um I encourage you with journaling and with any creative process, period, whether you're writing a video, drawing a painting, whatever it is, <laughs> writing a video, drawing a painting. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> we did it, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was like, yeah, perfectly normal. I encourage you to really let go of the need to be right or wrong and like, you know, maybe write down three bullet points and, and even write down ridiculous answers. I invite you to do that more. I invite you to write down answers that you know are the wrong answer just to get it out of your head that every time you write, you need to have the perfect answer. So if you're asking yourself, what, what do I need in my life today to feel a little bit more happiness? Maybe the answer for you might look like I need to take the walk on the beach. I need to um, call a friend. I need to journal more right? Like whatever it is, write down three to five answers and then ask yourself out of these three to five answers, which one excites me the most? It's really that simple. It's that simple. Journaling is all a process of having a conversation with yourself, getting to know yourself. I like to call it dating myself. So what, every time I journal, I'm on a date with me and I'm talking oh to myself. Boy. I'm like, what do you need, <laughs> sweetie? Like, what, do you, what do you need, honey, to, to feel supported? Imagine if you asked yourself that every day. Hey, what do you need, buddy, to feel supported today? 
and then writing down the answer to that. Um, that's, that's all that journaling is. And yes, prompts are great. And looking up prompts for inspiration, there's nothing wrong with that. But I encourage you to ask yourself, like, are you looking up prompts because you don't trust that what you're going to write is perfect? Or are you looking up prompts for inspiration and really just exercise that muscle of trusting you? trusting you to come up with the perfect question and prompt for your journaling exercise and giving yourself the opportunity to write as many answers as messy as wrong or as right as you think they are and then asking yourself which one excites me and taking action on that um that's that's one of many ways that um one can navigate like exploring your own creativity more love it love it thank you for sharing that because journaling is something that I really want to get into and I've had the same question like what do I write about but how do I start and I find myself looking online at questions like the prompts and like yeah but I don't really want to answer like what's my favorite food at the moment or like I don't really want to answer what's three things I've watched on Netflix that were awesome or whatever like whatever it is I'm like I don't want to write about that so I'm like so what do I write about so actually just inspired me to maybe start tonight or tomorrow and ask myself some questions and have a date with myself so thank you for sharing that it was awesome totally i'm so glad it served <laughs> you in that way I, I i love this episode i'm gonna listen to it <laughs> <laughs> i mean like, if we have a down date put this episode on <laughs> like no but like, i mean yeah like we, we we don't plan what we're gonna talk about like we we usually start with just a few ideas and then we just go with the flow so i had no idea what carlos was uh, gonna say um so that, i mean yeah that's why i'm I'm just like you guys. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved it. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much. That's been really inspiring. Um, really uplifting. Like I feel yeah. like I'm ready to take on the world <laughs> yeah. and do what I want to do. And... And, and, and like I'm actually glad we did start this podcast because I feel even more, uh, you know, we are sure that that was a great idea. <laughs> um, yeah yeah no thank you please uh, keep going <laughs> we will for sure uh no thank you once again uh where can we find you on instagram what's your so my instagram handle um is at carlos de la playa so i'll spell that out it's at c-a-r-l-o-s-d-e-l-a-p-l-a-y-a all together no dots no hyphens none of that stuff um, and that's also my TikTok. So if you're into TikTok and you're curious about more like just self-expression, kind of funnier, less um, deep content, then you can follow me there as well. Um, and sometimes on Twitter, it's the same thing, but it's De La Playa Carlos instead of Carlos De La Playa. Quick confession. I legit thought De La Playa was your surname <laughs> until literally about oh, it is. two days ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not my real last name. I kind of wish it was. But I, I mean, that's how I introduce myself to people. That's how I save my name on people's phones. So I guess let, that's that's me stepping into that higher self identity with a new name. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again. Thank you, my friend. Thank uh, you so, so much. It's been yeah, amazing. Thank you for having me. I seriously love you both so, so much with my whole heart. Love you too, my and friend. And I'm grateful for whatever journey comes out of this. Yeah. Um, so 
um that's it for this podcast for this episode i guess um tune in next week for a new episode and be sure to subscribe share this with everyone you know friends family anyone and everyone everyone needs to hear this this amazing story and these amazing inspirational words i don't know how to speak anymore (laughs) um but yeah share it love it show some love um and obviously go and follow carlos as well he's amazing thank you guys see you soon